Hey everyone, I'm Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino. And I'm your co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. This week for Wait For It Wednesday, Eric and I teamed up to review 2019's Uncut Gems, which is now on Netflix. And after we reviewed Parasite on Hulu, we decided we needed more anxiety in our lives, so buckle up as we take you through our thoughts of the film. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Wait For It podcast, and you heard that right, a Wait For It Wednesday episode featuring both of your hosts, and Eric and I are super excited to bring this episode to you. As we mentioned there in the intro, our Parasite review got a really good response because it was a film that we felt like a lot of people were still sleeping on, and we have teamed up again to talk about another film that we feel like people may have not watched yet, which, as mentioned before, is Uncut Gems. That's right. And if it's your first time here, typically when we discuss movie reviews, we will go into some slight uh, plot details, go into our likes, our dislikes, and of course, grade the film. But we will briefly, I think, discuss spoilers just in the last couple minutes. So make sure you look out for that warning if you don't want to hear them. And definitely check out this movie on Netflix. Uh, Just got released this month on the platform. So we'll get into that here in just a moment. Really quick, I want to make sure that you guys are subscribing to us pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Buzzsprout, and wherever else you're listening to your shows. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. So a little synopsis of the film Uncut Gems is a crime thriller starring Adam Sandler as Howard Ratner, a Jewish jeweler and gambling addict in New York City's Diamond District who must retrieve an expensive gem he purchased to pay off his debts. The film also stars Kevin Garnett, Adina Menzel, Lakeith Stanfield, Julia Fox, and Eric Bogazian. Erica, this is a movie that I believe you saw last year. I think you saw it in theaters, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you did recommend it to me. So when it was finally available on Netflix, I, I hopped on the opportunity to check it out. Yeah, I actually saw it at the beginning of the year before all this craziness ended up happening in the world. And I was glad that I got to go see it. I typically don't see movies by myself, but this one had so much hype around it. I definitely had to check it out and I'm glad I did. Ah, yes, I remember when we could go to the movie theater. I wonder when that's going to happen again. But yeah, I'm glad that you did recommend it to me. And and we'll get into some of the reasons as to why we enjoyed it so much. So Eric, I'll let you go first, um, having been the one that recommended it to me. Um, You know, Adam Sandler, of course, has mainly made his um, his headway in Hollywood as far as comedies. But, you know, talk about him and also whatever else that you enjoyed about the film. You know, Adam Sandler is definitely known for the comedy, but I think that in a way like Robin Williams, people didn't pay too much attention to the other side of the acting that he's been doing. I know for me, for Robin Williams as that comparison, when I did watch those movies, I was really interested and I thought they just kind of flew a little under the radar. And while I don't think Adam Sandler's the same type of actor or even caliber of actor, I definitely think his movies where he's not doing comedy also fall in that category. His performance was absolutely Oscar worthy. I was surprised he didn't even really get much of a nomination. We discussed that on a previous Monday, What Did I Miss episode in the past. So while I won't go and rehash that too much, I did want to mention his performance was definitely standout and the movie itself is just extremely intense at the most crucial moments. Just like Parasite, it's one of those things that you have to build up properly. And I think the film really does that. 
100% as far as echoing your sentiments about Adam Sandler. I think as far as just looking up some other reviews, as far as how, you know, just, you know, normal people saw it. When Adam Sandler is given the opportunity to shine in a film like this, he he really does go out of his way and and shows that he is multifaceted as far as his acting ability. And it was really nice to see this side of him. Uh, as you mentioned, it's just a really, really interesting story. I, admittedly, I didn't really know what it was about going into it. I knew some minor details like about his gambling, but I didn't really know too much about him as far as being in the Diamond District or anything like that, which admittedly, again, is something I'm not too familiar with. Just kind of know about a little bit from like reality tech television and stuff like that so um really really enjoyed his performance and and eric you mentioned in the opening like this thing was so stressful like i was texting you i was like i just started this movie and i'm only like 10 minutes in i'm already so stressed out so talk a little bit about how this movie just kind of keeps you on edge and what seems like a pretty mundane subject but it just really keeps your adrenaline pumping the entire time yeah, so it really starts off with the characters as far as the story goes. And really, there's not many standout characters as far as like having to lose track of them. The story centralizes around just a few characters and their interactions together, you know, with the background of New York City. So you have Lakeith Stanfield, great actor, love his work, you know, especially now that I'm watching Atlanta, I can really see how diverse his acting really is. He plays Damani as Howard's assistant. You also have Julia who's Howard's employee and girlfriend, Kevin Garnett playing himself, and of course, Idina Menzel in a role. You got a couple other actors, actresses, but those are the main ones that kind of drive the story forward. And the reason it's so intense is it because it pretty much revolves around Kevin Garnett and his role as a basketball player. And Howard, particularly, makes a lot of questionable decisions. The problem here with the intensity is some of those decisions actually pay off. So when you get to the middle, or let's say the third act of the film, you genuinely don't know if it's going to end up being a major success for the main character or if it's going to be his downfall. So I'll address a couple of things here. I'm really glad you brought up Lakeith Stanfield. And, and yeah, since you are now watching Atlanta, you just see how great of an actor he is. Of course, he's been in so many different things here in the last few years, and it's great to see him getting his shine. He was great in his character roles. Delaney, I, I really enjoyed that. Julia Fox was was even really, really good in her in her role, even though it wasn't as important, of course, as, as some of the other characters. Kevin Garnett did a great job in this. Kevin Garnett did really, really well. I was unsure when I heard that he was in this film. I'm um, admittedly not the biggest fan of him as far as, as like a person or a basketball player, but he did really well in this, and it was really cool to see them center it around the NBA playoffs that were going going on at this time. So, um, but yeah, like you said, and, and I actually mentioned this to you before we started, Howard, which is Adam Sandler's character, is, is he's not the most likable person. However, I still found myself rooting for him, even though he lived this really high-risk lifestyle and took chances that I don't think you and I would ever make, but it really gives you an insight into the mind of an addict when it comes to gambling. You know, it's a real addiction that people have, and to see it from this point of view and, and have such high stakes that turn up to be, you know, pretty, pretty important. And we'll get to that at the very end of the episode. But the fact that they were able to craft that and, and it's a it's a loud movie, Eric, and in terms of there are constantly and this is one of the things that some people didn't like, but I actually thought it played into the story. 
one of the criticisms is that people are constantly trying to talk over each other, but that's because they're dealing with really a lot of money, with a lot of a, a lot of things that would that are going to impact their lives either very positively or negatively. And I think that's why there's always a, a very high volume going on in the film. Maybe that's going to turn off some people. I think it just added to the story. Yeah, and we're going to get into dislikes very quickly before giving our grades. But you know, Phil, I definitely think that this is not a movie for everybody, but I honestly loved it so, so much. It's one of those movies that really stand out for the performances. And again, when we say that this movie is intense, there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of things happening. So you've got characters under immediate distress, but there's also a lot of underlying feelings that kind of come into play throughout the film. So I think those are big factors in some of that feedback and maybe criticism. But Phil, let's go ahead and turn it on its head. The conversation that we're having, what are some dislikes, if any, that you had with the movie? And again, maybe some of those numbers on how the audience felt. So I'm glad you mentioned that this definitely isn't a film for everyone. While I think Eric and I are going to come away from this ultimately recommending it, it is it's long. It's a two hour and 15 minute movie. And I remember at one point I paused it to uh, to go get my food that had been delivered. And I realized there's still an hour left. And I felt like I had been watching for a very, very long time. And sometimes people may not feel like committing to that, especially if they don't feel like they're enthralled with the film right away. One thing without spoiling anything, the the ending, while it was it was a very shocking ending, was very abrupt. And I would have liked to see that fleshed out a little bit as far as how it's going to affect the characters in the film. I would have liked to see that a little bit more. But also, even though I just I'm going to contradict myself here as far as the, uh, you know, the the yelling and stuff like that might be something that a lot of people do not like, because at some points it was a little hard to follow because there was so much going on. Now, as you mentioned there, Eric, I am before I let you go, I do want to give out some of the numbers here that are floating around as far as the reviews. Very interesting on Rotten Tomatoes. Usually you see it the other way around. Critics have given this a 92% certified fresh rating uh, as far as the film with an audience score of 52%. Also, interestingly enough, Metacritic score is sitting at a 90 and a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So really mixed reviews kind of all over the place. Yeah, and for me, I really enjoyed the movie overall. I don't, again, see movies usually by myself. I went to it and I was really kind of level-headed as far as my expectations. I think you outlined a couple of the challenges that I had with the movie, which really were easy to overcome. It is a lot going on at once. It definitely deserves another watch, which I have yet to do, but I fully plan on doing now that it's on Netflix. I will say, though, for a movie that has so much going on, I think it actually could have used a little bit more time in different places of the movie to really expand upon some pieces that, you know, really just kind of either felt rushed or kind of prolonged a little bit too much. Kind of a mixed bag on the pacing, but overall, I thought the movie was paced very well from start to finish. I just think there were periods where it could have been done better. Now, at any point, Eric, I do want to ask you, because this is another thing I saw as far as some of the reviews. A lot of people found that the they really, again, because of the response from the audience has been very opposite as far as one specter to the other. A lot of people say they really, really enjoyed the score. And some people say they found it really just mind numbing. What did you think about the music in the film? I honestly think I was going through enough like anxiety that I genuinely didn't notice it. Now, whether or not that's a good or bad thing, I think I'll find that out on my second watch. I've got to say, though, that I didn't personally come away in the theaters with any type of thoughts on the actual score. I just know that the movie did its job, which was to make me feel anxious on edge the entire time. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially on a first viewing, especially since you saw it in theaters, it'd probably be very different. So me in a home setting, I did notice that the score was actually making me even more stressed out. And I, that was probably the point. So, you know, um, most of the reviews as far as not liking the score really just didn't like the movie as a whole. So, I mean, that may play into it as well. So, Eric, we'll move on into our final scores here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to talk about this week's affiliate, Buzzsprout. Me and Phil have been podcasting for a very long time, and honestly, it's not that hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. We use Buzzsprout, and we personally cannot say enough great things. Even before they were an affiliate, they've always been there for us, even before they were our hosts. Yeah, Buzzsprout does a great job of getting your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get an awesome looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and so much more. And we know that we're not the only ones that ever wanted to start a podcast. So if you're interested, start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. But if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guys to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So join us over at the Wait For a Podcast, along with 100,000 other podcasters that are already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You can follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It will get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it is a great way to support the show. So with that being said, Eric, let's move on to our final grades here. I'll go ahead and and go first since I saw it the most recently. Uncut Gems is definitely properly titled because I definitely found it as a hidden gem right here uh, available on Netflix for you guys to watch. And between the performances from Adam Sandler, Lakeith Stanfield, Kevin Garnett, it really is just a non-stop thrill ride. It's not going to be the traditional film that you're used to seeing. It's going to follow a storyline that you maybe think is not very interesting whatsoever. But when I tell you that I was stressed from beginning to end, I am not lying. And I'm really happy that Eric recommended it to me, which is why I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It's by no means perfect. And as we already mentioned, it's not for everyone. But I still think if you enjoy a non-traditional film that does things a little bit differently, I think you'll really enjoy Uncut Gems. And for me, this was a movie that is not only my favorite Adam Sandler film, but it was also one of my personal favorites that I saw in all of 2019. It's a memorable film. It's one that brings you on a ride that I honestly think you maybe just aren't prepared for, even if you know what the plot is about going into it. Not a lot of films can pull that off. This one does. And for me, while there were a couple pacing issues towards the middle that may have taken away my interest, it never left me without anxiety. So for that reason, I've got to give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. And honestly, while I don't quite think it's a 9, I think it's probably closer to that than it is an 8.5. But just for the sake of not making it complicated, that's going to be my score. Yeah, folks. So let us know if you've checked out Uncut Gems or uh, if, if you do see it after listening to our review, let us know what you thought. So before we wrap up, we are going to discuss a few spoilers. So we're going to give you guys a chance to leave who have not seen the movie yet. Going to give you about 15 seconds to go on and get out of here and go check out Uncut Gems. Great. 15 seconds. Eric, I texted you immediately after it happened. I fucking knew he was going to die as soon. Like he had the gun. Like, why wouldn't he tell him to like put the gun aside first before letting them out of that little chamber? I just saw it coming. And then his his brother-in-law, I think it was getting shot as well. I was just 
uh, I don't want to say it was predictable, but like I, I, I was holding out hope because as I mentioned, I wanted to root for this character, even though he was a piece of shit. But when it, it just happened so fast. Yeah, and I think if they were going for like that shock ending that some movies really kind of strive for, I, I didn't think it was necessary, but it kind of was like for the character. Like, I understand where you're coming from on that point, but it's, you know, and, and for anybody listening, these are my first times getting to hear his reactions. Like I got, I, I got like certain texts that so I knew what was going on, but you know, the movie ended, I think the only way that it could, like there's no way in his mindset, he just won all that money. The biggest gamble he's probably ever made paid off. I don't think he was thinking about that. And there was definitely a lot of animosity between those characters. So I can understand the predictableness of it. Yeah. And as I mentioned in the spoiler free part, Eric, the one thing I would have liked to see is how is this going to play out for his family as well as for Julia? I mean, Julia's coming home with all this money. Was it implied that Julia was about to be killed as well? Is that what they were going? I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I think they left a couple of things up for interpretation. And I think that's what really made the film interesting for me. There were definitely, you know, when a film does that and a movie does that, it doesn't always work. And there's always some things you wish you got a little bit more clarification on. And I think that's kind of where you fell in the movie. But for me, I thought it was a nice send off as far as, okay, this was a story I got to see. I don't get to see it fully play out, of course, because, you know, that'd be more like a TV series. This is a movie and I took it for what it was. Yeah, it definitely didn't ruin the experience for me. I was just left with those questions that, again, don't necessarily need to be answered, but I would have liked them to be answered. So uh, that's really it as far as I mean, I'm not sure, Eric, is there anything else you want to talk to as far as spoiler territory? I think really the 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 climax was the most important part. Yeah, obviously the most important part. I mean, that that movie was really good. Again, I enjoyed it a lot. And the fact that they did it around a game that already took place, like I don't recall how that game was played out you know, just kind of being in the theater and being already so like, so anxious throughout the whole thing and it being so intense. So for me, I know I had a pretty good feeling. I knew they were going to win, but it was nice to still have that in the back of my mind. Like, well, wait a second. How, how did this turn out? It was really cool to see a real life event actually used. Yeah, I certainly didn't remember it myself. So again, that added to the, uh, the intensity and the anxiousness of the film itself. So with that being said, you guys, you know, that's pretty much it as far as the, this review. Really excited for uh, for us to team up for this one. And if you missed our episode on Monday for our What Did I Miss episode, we're also going to be teaming up this Friday for an episode talking about Netflix's newest show, Space Force, which, of course, comes from the mind of Greg Daniels. And, of course, Steve Carell is in it. So, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people looking for it to be hopefully the next office. So what did Eric and I think about it? Well, we will definitely let you know in a very special episode this Friday. As always, we appreciate the support. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. All you have to do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast. 